Father's Day, and in honor of dads, all thermostats will be set to 68. So that's uh, what dads are frugal? Is that what that is? I believe that's what he was going for, yeah. Gotcha. Tell you what, since I went solar, I just don't care. Make it as cold in the house as you want or as hot in the house as you want. That's the great thing about going solar. I'm not not even pimping a particular solar company. I'm just telling you, I don't even think about my thermostat anymore. I just make it however I want it to be. Yeah. And if I really go crazy, maybe it'll cost me $2 to uh, for my energy bill. Good for you. Mm-hmm. The sun! I command the sun! That's, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, you ought to wear some sort of uh, garb. Some sort of a toga. Speaking of garb, can I wear whatever T-shirt I want to the polling place Absolutely on election day? Absolutely not. That's politicking or something. Tim Sandiford joins us. Tim's the vice president for litigation at the Goldwater Institute. Tim the lawyer. Hello, Tim. Hey, guys. Nice to talk to you again. I've seen you on television. It's nice to talk for the first time. How are you? <laughs> I'm just great. You still rocking the beard? Yes, I am. Cool. I think I'll keep the beard for some time yet. When I, you know, when I travel and it, and it's cold, my face stays warm. It's pretty nice. So wow. our, <laughs> our, our long form podcast we did with you, where we talked for like an hour, has got like uh, going on forty thousand listens or something. So that's good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we hardly even promoted it because we were a little embarrassed by our own performances. But yeah, you were good, but we were we were lacking. So tell us about this free speech case that you're interested in. Well, this is a case that, that uh, was brought by my, my friends at the Pacific Legal Foundation, and we, we uh, participated in the case also. And it's about whether the, the, the state can forbid you from wearing a T-shirt when you go into the polling place on Election Day that has a political message on it. This is against the law in many states because they say that it's electioneering. The because you can't is, have a sign up, can you? No, and you're right. not, not allowed to carry carry a sign that says vote for Smith, and you're not allowed to wear a T-shirt that says vote for Smith or whatever. But okay. the problem is that the wording of these laws is so broad that, in this case, it was in, in Minnesota, the law prohibited you from wearing a political shirt or a shirt with a symbol or something of an organization with recognizable political views. That was the term that they used, which meant that you couldn't even wear like a T-shirt that had the AFL-CIO's logo or the ACLU's logo on it or anything. And, And during the oral argument in the case, Justice Alito asked the government's lawyer, if it would be legal to wear a T-shirt when you go in to vote that just had the text of the Second Amendment written on it, and he said no. So you weren't even wow. allowed to wear a T-shirt that had the wording of the Constitution now, itself. that's crazy. That's obviously crazy. Yes, absolutely. It is. Mm. And, and, and the justices basically laughed at that, and, and they put it in the opinion. They said this is way too broad. And one a point that we made in our brief was, you know, a, a shirt that even just said something like, Me Too, that is just a reference to a broad political statement that doesn't might not even have anything specifically that's on the ballot would be also against the rules and the court said yeah even even that would be it would be forbidden and that and we're talking about an, a law whose whole purpose is to silence political speech which is really quite extreme and the the problem there's a couple problems with the opinions that came out yesterday one of them is this is a law that's designed to prevent you from influencing another person, not just causing a disruption in the polling place. Obviously, you shouldn't have any kind of disruption or confrontation or arguments or fighting going on in the polling place. And it's, the, it's okay for the government to prevent that. But this law also tried to prevent people from influencing one another. And 
that's the broader theme that we've been seeing in a lot of free speech issues lately, like restrictions on, on donating to a political campaign or, and think, or, or laws that force you to disclose your name and address and phone number and employer's information if you donate to a political campaign. These kinds of laws across the country are aimed at restricting the amount of influence that you might have. And that's a bad idea because the whole point of freedom of speech is to influence people. Well said. Timothy Sandifer of the Goldwater Institute is on the line. Can I wear a MAGA hat? No. And that's, and that's just the thing. What does, how does it harm anybody for you to wear a MAGA hat? I mean, it, it, all you're trying to do is express a message in a, sort of a passive way. And as long as that doesn't cause any kind of violence or disruption, that should be protected by the anybody First Anybody who but, changes their vote based on somebody else's T-shirt shouldn't be voting. <laughs> so Maybe. Uh, you, well, you know, I, I thought that, too, at first. But then I was, I'd had an interview yesterday where a person was saying, well, what about if somebody came to the polling place wearing a Confederate flag shirt? And, you know, honestly, that might influence me. If I saw somebody voting for Smith wearing a, a, mm. a Confederate flag shirt, maybe I would vote against Smith for Good that point. reason. Good and point. why not? Well, I mean, that's what freedom of speech is supposed to be about. Now, another problem with yesterday's decision is that, once again, it's one of these Roberts Court's opinions that doesn't give us clear lines of what the government can and cannot do. And it's pretty ironic that, that the opinion, what the court said is, this law isn't clear enough, so people don't know what they're allowed to wear and not wear. And yet the opinion itself is not very clear. It doesn't say what the government can and cannot prohibit. It just says, this is too much, and, and it sends it back to the state to come up with a different law. And well, nobody knows what to make of that. And this is kind of a pattern we've been seeing where the Supreme Court fails to give us clear decisions that say what is and is not constitutional. Just like with the, 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 the cake case, the bakery case the other day, where the court says, well, we're not going to tell you what is and is not required. It's just that in this one case, they, they discriminated against this one guy, and so we don't like that. Well, that doesn't give us any, any guidelines for what to do the next time around. Yeah, you know, I, I, I appreciate on one level their uh, reticence to, to overreach. Um, but at the same time, we are talking purely about a question of what is constitutional and what is not. And obviously, if this T-shirt case came, another one will, and well, a yeah, hat case after that. So you can't have every cake that's ever made for a gay couple go to the Supreme Court. You just can't and do it that and way. That's exactly right. Because you're right. They're trying. I think they're trying to be, you know, the, the the catchphrase judicial restraint, which I think doesn't mean anything anyway. But when they, in order to be restrained, they just try and come up with a decision for this particular case in this particular circumstance, and as a result, you end up with actually more litigation because nobody knows what the law is. Right. So the court ends up being more activist. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right. So what? Um, so you think people ought to be able to wear a T-shirt that says pretty much anything if they're going to the polling place? Then why not Ab- signs? Abs- I, I think people should be able to carry anything they want into a polling place as long as it doesn't harm somebody and doesn't cause a physical confrontation. We already know the Supreme Court has already told us that when students go to go to a public school, they're allowed to wear T-shirts that say political things as long as it doesn't cause a disruption. And certainly adults going into the voting booth have more First Amendment protection than a student, who, who, a minor who's going to a government-run school. Unfortunately, the law does allow the government to restrict speech in these ways. And so 
our our position was the government should never be in the position of restricting influ- influence. They should be only confrontations. But the the court was not willing to go that far. Yeah, but the problem with that reasoning, Tim, is that uh, you know I could wear a MAGA hat or Jack wears a MAGA hat in the polling place, and I, I punch, sure as hell do, and I punch him in the face for it. Well, wow. then that hat has quote unquote caused a disruption. No, what caused a disruption is my willingness to hit another human being in the face. That's and, right, and the, and the Supreme Court has said. That when you when the government restricts speech because it thinks it's going to cause confrontation, there has to be evidence of actual confrontations occurring. So in the 70s, there was a famous Supreme Court case where a guy wore a jacket into a courthouse that said "F the draft." It didn't say "F." It used the whole word. And it that was, was in San Francisco, wasn't it? <laughs> Something like, yeah, I was so. in California, protesting against the draft. And the Supreme Court said that is constitutionally protected because there was no evidence that it was actually causing any kinds of fights. And the, the, the high school students uh, in the 60s wearing black armbands to protest against the Vietnam War, which was very controversial at the time. And the Supreme Court said they have the right to do that unless you can show that there's actual confrontations occurring. But in this case, the only confrontations, the only disruptions were caused by the busy body polling workers telling people what kind of t-shirts they wow, wear. But doesn't that logic mean that if I want to stop uh, people from wearing black armbands, I should start going and punching them? That's right. That's <laughs> That was my point. Yeah, you, it's the, like the heckler's veto. That speech right. is, uh, well, the evidence that that speech is objectionable is somebody objected to it. If I, mean, I punch, a, if I go to a bunch of polling places and punch people in MAGA hats, then it's going to get banned because it's causing fights, happen. even though I'm the one that's punching. Yeah, that's yeah, that pretty interesting. Sometimes, that is sometimes the result of these decisions. You remember the, the, the infamous case a few years ago where students went to school with American flags on Cinco de Mayo, and they were told by their schools that they could not carry American flags because it would cause violent confrontations. Right. In fact, there had been violent confrontations. So you're absolutely right. It does encourage that heckler's veto. That's well, and, and uh, a material uh, example of that, another one, is the beatings of Trump supporters in San Jose, which the cowardly, cowardly sack of crap mayor did nothing about. But um, that is an argument that there should be no Trump rallies in California because it caused a, a confrontation. So I yeah. just, that's, that's a, I don't know if that slope is slippery, but the, there's rocks on it and I just fell and hurt my head. Man, the- oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. And it's very frustrating that, that across our culture, we are seeing more and more the attitude that speech is itself a kind of violence and therefore it's acceptable to punch people for speaking because really that's just retaliation. Or, or worse, nonsense. forbidding it. I'd rather be punched than silenced. And I've been yeah. punched. You know, that's a great slogan for your show. I'd rather be punched than silenced. That's really no good. I'm afraid of where that might lead. Yeah, joking, Too many punchings. Joe can wear that t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, no. That's it, pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. The, yeah, the whole, uh, that speech hurts me. Yeah, grow up. Well, and of course, the result of these rules, particularly rules that are as vague as this, is a biased enforcement that, sa- that allows polling place workers to silence speech that they just don't like because they interpret it as political. And that was something that we saw at, the, at Goldwater. We, we'd filed two cases a couple years ago against counties in Arizona that were forbidding people from wearing their Tea Party t-shirts when they went to vote. And the t 
T-shirts, all they said on them was principles, not politicians. It didn't endorse a candidate. It didn't endorse a position on the ballot. And it, it had a flag on there, a U.S. flag. And that was considered to be political, basically by polling workers who didn't approve of the Tea Party. Right. And so they could use these vague rules yeah. to be subjective. Well, it was popular for a lot of women to wear pantsuits to, to, to Hillary rallies. So if a bunch of women wear pantsuits to vote, is Absolutely that a political statement? Most, I, I'm guessing, Take them off. Vote in your bra and panties, lady. I'm guessing most men who wear cowboy hats in America voted for Trump. Is a cowboy hat then a statement of something right, political? Right, right. It's difficult. And we're talking about a situation where mo- many states allow you to vote from home, from your kitchen table, while you're listening to Rush Limbaugh where I am or Rachel nude. Maddow. That's true. You're listening to politics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good yeah. point. Tim Sandifer, uh, vice president for litigation of the Goldwater Institute, author of many, many fine tomes, including the uh, the great new book, Frederick Douglass, Self-Made Man, which I recommended my daughter read. She's in college and already has too much to read and rolled her eyes, but I will yeah, make her idea, read it. Tim. That's that was my favorite thing about graduating college. I get to read what I want now. Yeah. Yay. Amen to that. All right. Hey, Tim, it's great to talk to you. Keep fighting the good fight. Thanks, guys. We will. All right. We'll talk soon. Uh. So, uh, listen, speaking of the Tea Party, that reminds me, uh, Raul Labrador, who's a good boy, uh, he's a Tea Party congressman. He said he's he's not running again. He said, this place will suck your soul. He can't stand D.C. anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, kind of a good testimony. So Trey Gowdy was on Fox yesterday talking about what he took away from the IG report. We like Trey Gowdy. He's the chair of the something or other committee. But anyway. (laughs) Um, You're so wonky. Sometimes I agree with him, sometimes I don't. Uh, sometimes he helps Trump, sometimes he doesn't, which means he's calling it as he sees it. And uh, we'll hear what he had to say coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Show. So I probably should have had somebody Google it or Google it myself. I have fingers. Google it. What is Trey Gowdy the chair of the uh, uh, House Oversight Committee? I there believe. you go. A, uh, a point that was brought up by someone the other day, I respect, that uh, the legislature, actually, the legislative branch actually has oversight over these people. Mm-hmm. It's not a made-up right-wing attempt at a power grab. That's the way it's designed. No, they're supposed to. They're supposed they to. have to. Yeah. And uh, so Trey Gotti's the chair of this committee, and, um, you know, just to give him some credibility, he's the guy that a couple of weeks ago said, no, it's perfectly okay for the FBI to send in what I think is a spy to spy on the Trump campaign. He thought it was perfectly okay and uh, and not a problem. He's so. a straight shooter. He calls him as he sees him. Sometimes it's helpful to Trump. Sometimes it's not he at was, all. He was on Fox yesterday. He was asked, first of all, his, his, his initial feelings on the IG report that came out. What a dark day it is for the FBI and the DOJ, two institutions our country desperately needs. We desperately have to be able to have confidence in them. And this level of bias and animus, uh, not only did he want to stop the Trump campaign, he wanted to stop the Trump presidency. This is an FBI. Peter Strzok, Strzok, the the FBI agent who was on Hillary Clinton's investigation and arguably the lead Russia investigator, not only wanted to stop his campaign, but once he won, got on the Mueller probe because he wanted to impeach him. That is a level of animus and bias that that everyone should reject. And and, and Chris Ray, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Chris, there are consequences. The consequences are that your fellow citizens 
question whether or not they can have confidence in the world's premier law enforcement agency. And that's coming from somebody who's defended him a lot throughout his career. This was a bitterly disappointing report. When the lead investigator in the Russian investigation, you find out that his goal was to uh, impeach the president. It's, it's a little hard to take it seriously. Right. Obviously. Right. So they, they played some clips uh, that they talked about. The IG uh, report said the inspector general specifically said saw no signs of bias. And then Comey had talked about looking at the texts. The texts were troubling and everything like that, but saw no bias or didn't believe there's any actual bias in their actions. Well, he's not reading the same text I'm reading. I mean, uh, Peter Strzok said that the vote should be 100 million to zero. He can't think of a single solitary American that should vote for Donald Trump to be president. He said he'll stop it as a candidate. He talked about impeachment once he won. Actually, Director Comey unwittingly just proved the point of the question you asked him on follow-up. Would you have kept him on the investigation had you known what you know now? And he said no. Okay, why not? Because bias is that insidious, that is that pervasive. It, it colors your ability to do what we need the FBI to do, which is to be fair and fact-centric. So, of course, you're going to fire him the day you learn. In my head, I go back, when did you start working on the case? That's when you should have been fired. So whatever he did on either these investigations, Brett, it is it has to be viewed through the prism that he can't think of a single solitary person that should vote for this man to be president. That's pretty interesting. I find that logic to be persuasive. Like, and <clears throat> I couldn't stand Hillary Clinton, but I can't imagine thinking I wouldn't say it because I wouldn't think it that nobody should vote for her. I can't think of any reason why anybody would vote for her. I can come up with reasons why tens of millions of people would vote for Hillary Clinton. Right. And and you know that brings us back to a point I made earlier today that and and if you are in any position of power if you're in the public eye at all um or in the eye of your customers you know what I'm saying that there are things you hesitate to say out loud. Um, and, and there are things you absolutely will not put in print, even if you believe them. You won't even do it as a joke because you know how it would look. Think of the level of contempt and or belief that there are no repercussions for this because everybody knows it. That there have, there has to be for FBI agents to say those things in print and to send them around on the internet. I mean, that's somebody with seriously poisoned judgment. And listen, I'm not a, I'm not like a super pro Trump guy. I get that, for instance, well, and, and this is, this is purely speculation on my part. There may be major league umpires or, or football referees who think some players are really nice fellers and some other players are not so nice fellers. They don't change their calls based on that. That would be ruinous to their career. They do not do that. But if there were a football referee who regularly espouses espouses his hatred toward a player, could you have him calling the game? No, I don't think so. Absolutely not. It It would look terrible for the league. They would never permit it. So explain to me how you could possibly have Peter Strzok in charge of both the Hillary investigation and the Trump investigation when he is so utterly convinced of the you know subhuman contemptibleness of Donald Trump that he goes around putting it in print and zapping it around the Internet. Well, and several other FBI agents that haven't been named, and I'm not sure why they haven't been named... Mm-hmm. Uh, one who said F Trump on Inauguration Day while on duty. 
Um, well, imagine, you know, if you hate Trump, if the, if you, if there were an FBI direct, an FBI agent who said F Obama on inauguration day, would you have been that cool with that? That person be an FBI agent? Wow, that's, that's amazing. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, Donald Trump not letting up on the IG report and James Comey. And my friends, get ready for cashier-less shopping. It is picking up steam every uh, day. A lot of stealing going to be going on, finally. Just take what I want, walk out the door. Well, I'm going to do it. Uh, news on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Sunday's Father's Day. Huh? What? Seemed like your point is what? Seemed like I should say something there, but I didn't have anything to say. Oh. Following that. That's unfortunate. (laughs) That was the sort of thing they do on TV news. They just mention something, and then there's no context or comment or relevance or anything. Just Sunday's Father's Day, and they all kind of smile and shuffle the papers. <laughs> Today That's is Friday, I and I have not one but two long sit-downs at financial institutions. Sounds like a good time. Sunday is Father's Day, and my three children are old, bitter, and moved away. So thanks for the reminder. <laughs> Your three children have left you. They have. There's no There's no two ways about well, it. Well, yeah, and one as far as she can possibly go. I, on the other hand, am in the full bloom of parenthood as I took both my boys to the, the, the community pool yesterday, six and an eight-year-old. They could not be having more fun. Love it. We have such a good time. We swim for a while, then we go over to the concession stand and get some sort of, like, popsicle or something, and they try to get to me to go off the diving board, and it's just, it couldn't be better. Couldn't be better. Are you still wearing your swimming shirt? Absolutely. Almost everybody does. And really? your water wings? My kids do. Uh, I don't wear water wings, but I do wear (laughs) swim shirts. Swim shirts are such a great invention. There's no reason to expose yourself to all that sunshine. It's just what, like a long, like a t-shirt with with long sleeves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's and it's designed to, you know, well, for the water. It's like swimming trunks, only a shirt. But I wish they'd had it when I was a kid. I'd probably be getting less stuff cut off of me and less (laughs) cancer threat. I'm picturing you with a shirt, a swimmer's cap, and like some sort of fins for swimming. <laughs> there's hardly a kid, a, a boy especially, there's hardly a boy at the pool that doesn't have a swim shirt on. Interesting really? trend. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, Trump has been on a Twitter tear about that IG report saying it proves the FBI was biased and plotting against his election. One of the tweets reading the IG report is a total disaster for Comey, his minions, and sadly the FBI. I would say that's true. That's true. It was. It's a rough day for the FBI today. I feel bad oh, yeah. for I, some of the FBI people I know who who revere the institution yeah. and busted their ass for a career to make it live up to its ideals. No, I've said it several times a day that I'll never look at the FBI the same way, but I don't take any glee in that. This isn't like, you know damaging a party I don't like or something. No, that that's not good. That's not good that for the rest of my life I'll wonder, yeah, and just wonder how much hatred they had before they launched that investigation right. or if it's even true. May I point out the silver lining in the cloud? Okay. What does that expression mean anyway? I mean, know what it means, but what's a silver lining? Is that like an old-timey expression? Where'd that come from? I don't know. Somebody I've never heard up. a silver lining, that phrase used... In any context but clouds. Every cloud has a silver lining. Mm. But what's the silver lining here? Uh, anyway, um, this stuff was exposed. Yeah. And the FBI will have to take a hard look at itself and institute new measures or just find its conscience or what have you. And instead of getting way, 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 way off track, it's a come-to-Jesus moment. It's a moment of self-awareness. They were pretty far off track. Oh, yeah. When you're putting in print... 
in a, in a, in a record of any sort, using government phones sometimes, this sort of contempt for one of the presidential candidates. And that's the guy in charge of the two major investigations? That's or the, amazing. Or the president himself yeah. on Inauguration Day. That is, that is just amazing. The tweet goes on from uh, Mr. Trump. Comey will now officially go down as the worst leader by far in the history of the FBI. Jack says second worst. I did a great service to the people in firing him. Good instincts. Christopher Wray will bring it proudly back. As for the current director, Ray, he was out there yesterday saying... There's some sobering lessons in there, and we're going to learn those lessons, and we're going to act on those lessons, and that's the way the FBI has always handled these things in the past, and that's what made the FBI stronger over the last 110 years. But overall, he says the Bureau doesn't have to worry about its image. When I go around the country and around the world, and I talk to our partners, and I talk to the victims, and I talk to the people who know us... Our brand's doing just fine there. Well, you're living in dreamland, dude. Wow, dude. I, I suggest very strongly you err to the other side. Yeah, if you're going to walk around with a, no, everybody believes this. Whew, you are just wrong. Microsoft currently working on technology that allows stores to get rid of their cashiers and their checkout lines. That's according to Reuters, including developing systems that track what shoppers put in their carts be an experience very similar to what Amazon set up their Amazon Go grocery store in Seattle. Amazon goes to the store. Customers just use their smartphones and turnstile to get in, and then cameras and sensors identify what they take from the shelves. Shoppers simply leave the store when they're done, and they are billed to their credit card on file. Microsoft is working on a system very similar to that. They've been showing their technology to retailers around the world, and they are now in talks with Walmart about a potential collaboration. Are they paying the censors a living wage? Yeah, I was going to say, at least some of this is driven by, you know, demanding higher minimum wages where stores just finally say, okay, it's now worth it to hire this, get this computerized system going because we have to pay so much for this person to stand there and check your item. Well, we And got- then, of course, you eliminate those jobs and they'll never come back. We got Father's Day coming up on Sunday, and you know a lot of people still looking around for last-minute gifts. Lisa Sini with bestlivingtech.com is suggesting, for once, the human charger. She said it'd be a must for dads having trouble sleeping or even getting energized. Basically, it plugs into your ears. You use it for 12 minutes a day when you get up, and it puts blue light into your ears into where your pituitary gland is, kicks off the melatonin production. Which is for your sleep. Uh Uh Wish I'd have thought of that. What are they paying you, Marshall? (laughs) Human Charger helps regulate your circadian sleep patterns. Mm, No, it doesn't. She also also says another popular gift for Dad is the bidet toilet seat. No, it's not. (laughs) Yes, it is. Oh, my God, I love it. Joe has a bidet. The Heine car wash. It is the best thing ever. This one is antibacterial with a heated seat attaching to your normal toilet with a wash and blow dry setting. Yeah, so blow I, dries for pansies. I'm what? a big believer in the quality of life increase that happens when I incorporated adult wipes into my. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, yes. What is the difference? Forget it. So the the difference between regular wipes and those, and then the the wipes right up to the I to see the what you I see right? what you're saying. What is the? Is it a comparable level of increase? Is it more than that? I will concede to you that the 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 wipes are a, a huge leap forward in terms of personal comfort, yes. cleansing, etc. Yes. Even though it's terrible for your whole septic nah, system. Well, nah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I, it turns out, <laughs> turns out I have an allergy too, which was no good. Oh, oh boy, boy. Oh, yeah. the pain, the suffering. <laughs> 
Um, but, made, made uh, it angry, did you? Uh, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Uh, I would recommend it highly. They are not cheap. Uh, but if you are a man or woman of means, I invest. I suggest seriously you invest in the Heine car wash. But, but again, how big a leap forward is it? From paper to wipes was like a, a different world. Is it that way going to the bidet? Or is it just an extra 5% better or what? I, I would say it is uh, 60% as significant right. as the wipe thing. Of course, but it next... eliminates all the problems of the wipe. And there's nowhere to go from there unless you're going <laughs> to hire little people to cleanse you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are they available? <laughs> Maybe is that a thing? This calls for a field trip. Yes. <laughs> why, ha- why don't we, as the staff, all go to Joe's house exactly. and try Use on the bidet. bidet? You familiar with the uh, phrase, shot on sight, Marshall? <laughs> That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, <laughs> the conscience of the nation. You yeah. are welcome to come use my toilet, Marshall, if, if you'd like to. Is it a button? Is there a series of levers? There's is a remote a control, remote man. Con- it's a remote control. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah. It's mounted on the wall. I'm not yeah. sure what the point is, because by definition, if you're not on the toilet, you probably don't want to use the bidet. Is it, is it connected to the Internet of Things? Hey, oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Be hacked. Somebody's going to hack into it. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> too hot. Too hot. Um, uh, yeah, at least Uh-oh. that's an actual thing. That yeah. whole glowing orb in your ears to Please. melatonin in your shocker or whatever right. that is. Is that the sort of thing that Gwyneth Paltrow was selling? We never talked about her Goop Festival that happened over the weekend. I got some of the details on that. Perfect Friday conversation. Come on. (laughs) I do have that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you. It's Friday, I'm in love. Monday, couple of actual science things before I get to Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop Festival that she had last weekend. Uh, I have a blast to take it, Hillary Clinton, the lion liar. God, she's phony. Uh, this is not good news. Um, biotech stocks fell last week on the results of this scientific endeavor. Human cells resist gene editing, it turns what? out. Um, scientists may need to bypass a cell's cancer defenses in order to successfully edit its DNA. Turns out that the cancer cells have some ability to resist this gene editing. Everybody was all excited about CRISPR and what can it do, and cancer's too smart for it. It looks like it might be the case. Wow, wait a minute. Yeah, which was disappointing, and it caused stocks to drop last week quite a bit. Yeah, that's a terrible, terrible headline. I hope also, they find a way around the way around. Common drugs may be contributing to depression. Over one-third of Americans take at least one medication with depression as a potential side effect, a new study reports. A third of Americans take at least one medication that has depression as a side effect. Wow. Of course, every drug you take lists every possible possibility as a side effect. It has to. It has to. For ridiculous law reasons. Well, yeah. if people in the trial reported, hey, wait a minute, I got elbow pain. May keep you awake, may put you to sleep. May make your knee hurt, might make your eye hurt. <laughs> might make your eye feel better. <laughs> exactly. Right. And by the way, I don't want to be a downer on a Friday, but that whole cancer thing, and we never mentioned... Uh, uh, Charles Krauthammer announcing last week that he's uh, going to be 
and he's going to be gone soon. And uh, it's just a reminder that with all the advancements that have happened in cancer, there's still people dying of it oh, yeah. every day, yep. including him. It was gone. He thought it was he was hopefully over it, and then he started feeling bad, and he went back in, and it was all over his body. Oh, he came boy. back really fast. Wow. And he wrote a letter in the Washington Post last week. We've had Charles Crodhammer. He's a conservative columnist. We had him on the show a number of times when he had books out. Really interesting guy. Beautiful guy. Yeah, and everybody yeah. who knew him, talked to some people in New York that knew him, said he was actually, honestly, a very good guy. Um, in the world of politics, he was not mean-spirited. But anyway, he um, he wrote a, a column last week in which he announced he'll be gone in a couple of weeks. So, Cancer's still getting people. Yeah, y'all dang it. That is a downer. Um, here's something that we can all enjoy. Making fun of Gwyneth Paltrow. Indeed. She's interesting. She's an actress. She uh, probably shouldn't, won of an, shouldn't have won an Oscar for that ridiculous Shakespeare movie. It was fine, but it's... Whoever, well, that one best picture, didn't yeah, it, over who, Saving Private Ryan? Whoever talks about that movie? Nobody. Nobody Whoever ever. says, you know what I saw again this weekend, or it came on and I watched it's in Shakespeare in Love or whatever. I'm trying to decide whether my kids are old enough to watch Shakespeare no, no, Nobody in Love talks now. about that movie. Mm-hmm. That movie was also very key in the crowning of Harvey Weinstein as the mm-hmm. kind of independent totem filmmaker guy. Right. Anyway, and that really launched Gwyneth Paltrow and then, uh, and then whatever. She got into New Age something or other, and she's got this goop thing it's a, it's a website it's a lifestyle is what it is uh so i'll just read from the la times gwyneth paltrow that was already seven hours into what would be an 11 hour day seated in the green room at goops in goop health summit which was this past weekend in culver city california the actress turned entrepreneur looked poised in an ula johnson dress mm-hmm. which she said she purchased through her own company's website paltrow was resting her feet which were clad in goop branded flip-flops from native shoes during her lifestyle brand's third health and wellness conference, she had taken one break earlier in the events at, at the event's reflexology station. Okay. She said, I also had a B12 glutathione shot, so my butt's a little sore from the glutathione, but they say it's anti-aging. The sold-out summit drew 600 women from around the country eager to embrace, embrace what Paltrow called Goop's forward-thinking emotional and physical health activations. Among them were human design sessions, numerology, which human is... Human design sessions? Numerology, which is absolutely for soft heads. I mean, for the softest of soft heads. Wear a helmet. Akashic record, I don't even know what that is. Pulse tarot card and crystal readings. Mm. I get a pulse reading. I don't know what they do with it. You're a 72. Okay, now what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Great. Um... But now your now, pulse rate shows your personality. Based on the lunar cycle of your birth month, that tells us that X. <laughs> but the tarot Please. card and crystal readings, that ain't a thing. Please. Uh, breath work, chakra cleansings. Mine's will, grubby. Will your bidet clean your chakra? <laughs> it will if you set it high enough. <laughs> it's got to blast its way past your... Well, anyway. <laughs> Aerial yoga. Massages, we do know what that is. Oh, happy, yeah. happy endings or just regular? Oh, don't. Aerial don't. yoga sounds What's the dangerous. matter with you? Well, facials, non-toxic manicures, and of course, B12 shots. In your hiney. With all that, it might be easy for someone to dismiss Goop. I am right now. But tickets sold for no, a no, no. minimum It'd of... It'd be effortless to dismiss <laughs> it. Tickets sold for a minimum of $650, and it was sold out. They had a uh, cocktail hour later in the day where it was $2,000 to get into that. Uh, portion of the show, and Gwyneth made a walkthrough. I, uh, I'm i merely envious of that. Uh, yeah. Although I'm not going to exploit people. I just, I, I, I'd like to believe there's 
some reward and or punishment for being awful. It's a lifestyle brand. Or good, obviously. It's a lifestyle brand, a cult or a religion, according to who you ask. One woman who attended and paid uh, four figures said, this is like my summer camp. I drop off my kids to come and beat a place like this with like-minded women. You mean other soft heads? Yeah. You're an adult. You don't need summer camp. And learn Over-money dip-esses. <laughs> Over-money dip-esses. And I learned things that, are re- that really reson- resonate to me. Numerology? Really? Yeah. Chakra cleansings? You know, if you want to do that in your free time, I mean, whatever. Whatever. You know, it's like playing with a Ouija board or whatever. But paying $2,000 for some of this stuff? That's eh, pretty. That's pretty nutty. Um, Goop launched in two thousand eight. Hey, here's a question: It's been around for that long. It was made of fun of in Arrested Development this season. I didn't know oh, that. Good, that's good. So, a woman is is walking along the street with twenty six hundred dollars on her to go to the Goop conference and the cocktail hour and everything. Mm-hmm. She's going to get Gwyneth Paltrow is going to get that money. She's going to get a butt shot. She's going to get her chakra cleanse. Exactly. She's walking down the street. Somebody steals that money from her. Have they committed a crime? <laughs> really? <laughs> because you're keeping it from Gwyneth Paltrow. I mean, right. They've committed a crime against Gwyneth Paltrow. One criminal has stolen money from another criminal. Well, my sense is Gwyneth believes all this stuff. Uh, I've seen enough interviews with her. You think she's a full-on... Uh, she is an award-winning oil? actress. Well, that's true. That's a good point right there. Mm. I think she believes it, though. I mean, she 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 had that whole column on her website about how she believes uh, water has feelings, remember? And that if you talk negatively to water, you can hurt its feelings. That had to be a test. To see how far she could go. Right. And to see who uh, like commented and said, I agree with you, that's so perceptive. That she sent that upstairs to her marketing director and said, these people will effing buy anything. I want all these people targeted. When she flies anywhere, she gets off the plane and goes somewhere to get a hot sauna to detox from the plane. Because the air that circulates. I mean, wow. She- You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.